world-famous reggae girl goes to the Amazon to catch peacock bass. She swims with pink dolphin, fishes out of a 12-foot john boat, and puts lunkers in people's faces. All this week on The Real Guy Podcast. Clear the airwaves. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. Before we get started with Kristen, let's do the Sport My Review segment of the podcast. This is where you can win a free Real Guy Podcast t-shirt by simply giving us a five-star rating and writing a great review. We will take last week's favorite review and send them out a Real Guy Podcast t-shirt. This week, Snook Guy Sean says, Excellent material, always on point. The spitting truth about issues that affect our coastal communities. Captain Jefferson's guests never sugarcoat anything. They always tell you exactly what is relevant regarding South Florida waterways, and I highly recommend this podcast. Snook Guy Sean, thanks for the great review. Make sure you get us your uh, address, and we'll send you out a free Real Guy podcast t-shirt. Without further ado, the famous reggae girl. World famous reggae girl in the Lunker Dog Studios after two long years of not seeing her. We missed you, Kristen. Two and a half years. Whoop, whoop, whoop. June 4th, 2019 is when you're in here. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun. Well. It's still the same me, though. Still running the dog. Yep. Running that frog. Right. Mm-hmm. Remember? I Run do. the frog. Dude, the I dog. listened to the old recording because I wanted to remember what we talked about. We talked about a lot. You talked me about hashtags? Hashtags. <laughs> Yeah, there's a run that frog hashtag. We talked about all the bikini chicks fishing in the oh, woods. Oh, right, yeah, the G-stringers. The G-stringers. I, I gave them good hype, though. You did. You were very positive on the G-stringers. I was classy. I respected the chicks. Well, that's the way not to offend everybody. Yeah. Plus, the more people... I pe- know a lot of them. And anybody you don't offend, then Captain Norm gets a chance to offend them. <laughs> that's right. You know what I mean? We leave, <laughs> leave all that up to Norm. Well, you know, my big ass. I could never wear those bikinis and fish on the, on the front of a John boat, but hey, more power to them, you know. What are you going to do? They're catching fish, hopefully. Right. Oh, hopefully. Exactly. So, so okay. So, I released, I really, well, I did three podcasts so far this year. I haven't released anything yet until Monday, okay? But oh. the, fir- the first podcast, I went over the, f- who we invite on the Real Guy podcast. And it's a real simple we all invite real people, or real guys, yeah. but, but in your case, people, women. <laughs> but, like you know, the dude. people that actually go out and fish every day, or if they're into, you know, being a tugboat captain or whatever the freak they're into, yeah. but they're real about it, and they're just normal people. Real people, vibing. Right. right. And that's why we had the reggae girl on the first time, Kristen Maselli, world famous. <laughs> I'm not world famous, but I'll take it. What are you talking about? The, <laughs> the title of our last podcast was The World Famous Reggae Girl. <laughs> Well, I don't see no checks coming in, but, you know. Hey. Anyone want to sponsor me? Yup, yup. Take it where you can get it, Miss Ellie. <laughs> but the reason she came in last time is because she just smokes the peacock bass, the mudfish, and... Snakeheads. Snakeheads, and what's the other stuff you guys are fishing for out there? We catch for snakeheads, peas, anything, largemouth bass. What's that exotic that's flat? That's the... Oh, that's the clown knife. Clown knife fish. Those are popular. Those are actually not easy to catch. No, I heard that. I They're heard, fun. I heard there's like a little system to catch them. They're pretty, uh, they got a nice tug too. They're, yeah. They jump, right? They do. They jump. They twirl. I haven't caught one, but I've seen it. We got to take you. Okay. I'll go clown knife fishing. Yeah, it's nice. 
Yeah, it's definitely the thing is too. They're hard to catch with artificial. You got to get some shiners, and it's all about getting it right in front of their face. Hmm. There's some dude on that was on one of the TV shows that showed everybody the tricks. Oh yeah, like the the pond to go to, the bait to buy, how to do it. And I was like, God, I said, like, even if even if that was acceptable, like the whole idea, like showing everybody everything. Yeah. Well. Like, He's giving away the secrets, but they're not easy. Right. So when you catch, and they're pretty big, they get really big. So they were released into our waters from fish tanks. People dumping their fish tanks, and that's how they got here. So uh, it's just hard for me to think that a clown knife fish would be like a targeted species. Yeah. Like growing up, no well, one, everybody was like, "Oh, you never ever catch a clown knife fish." Yeah, but I heard like the Filipinos and those type of people, they eat them. They they like them, so they target them for the meat. I would never eat one personally, but they well, say the meat's good. Out of those creeks you guys catching them damn things in, I wouldn't eat anything out of them. Oh, yeah, especially where all the snakeheads, ugh, you don't want to eat that. The snakeheads can live in just the grossest shit ever, huh? Yeah, they, they live under dirt, anything low, water, dirty, trash, anything floating, you know, all here in Broward, mattresses, flip-flops, anything. <laughs> Washers and dryers, they love it. And then you guys are targeting those. <laughs> All right. They're the best. <laughs> they hit hard and they're fun. The snakeheads are, they're fun fish to catch. They still doing those tournaments, the snakehead tournaments? No, they don't do them anymore. I wonder what happened. The roundups where they, you had to go and kill them and everything. People I did wanted, a couple and I wasn't interested after that, so. You weren't digging it? No. So maybe that's what everybody was feeling. I didn't want to keep killing them. And, you know, a lot of people kill them or they use them for um, for fishing, too. I guess sword fishing. A lot of people hit me up in the DMs. Yo, can I buy those for, you know, sword fishing? So it's really good bait hmm. from what I hear. I don't sword fish, but. I didn't, oh, see that that, that uh, Indian River Waterkeeper Cup? That's oh, yeah. got ice water in there for you. Oh, okay. The featured guest. I want your, you know, oh. I want your lyrics and your voice oh. and everything to be nice and. Oh, okay. So if you get scratchy, whatever, I brought me, that out here for you. Let me take a little sippy sip. See that? You're glad I said it or something. <laughs> oh, you already had you one. I have me some water. So I got that from the Indian River Waterkeeper down there, Mike Connor, mm. the Florida sportsman, environmental editor. Nice. At least he had that title for a while. I don't know if they still got that. All you got was a cup. And a podcast. Oh. A good podcast. The guy actually all knew right. shit. And he's a real guy. He's and a real he, dude. He fit all the qualifications of being on the, all on right. the show. The reason I wanted Kristen to come back in is she just got back from this Amazon trip catching peacocks. Oh, my God. I saw those photos of the big fish you were catching. I was so proud of you. Thank you. I, I was, was like, proud That's my of myself. Girl. That was not a trip for the week. That's the, dude, I got a list of questions it's for you. pretty heavy duty. So whose idea was it to go... We, people say the Amazon. The Amazon's big and it goes through a lot of countries. Where'd you guys fly into? We actually flew into, um, they don't, it, there's a little city there. It's called Manaus. And they used to let you have a straight flight right in there. It's like one strip runway. It's like real what Amazon. What country is that in? That's in Brazil. Okay. So it's the city of Manaus. Okay. Um, you fly into Manaus and then you get on another plane, which takes you to Sao Paulo. So you kind of pass it and you have to go around. And San Paolo Airport's huge. It's like it's like three cities in one. Oh, really? Unbelievable there. I mean, beautiful people, women, men. I mean, they have, they sell everything there. Gucci, Louis Vuitton. You walk in, I thought I was at the Galleria Mall. But actually, you fly to San Paolo, 
and then you take that flight um, to the Amazon, to Man- you know, to the city of Manaus. You fly. When you were in that big airport, ever? This is Brazil, so we're in the right country. Was there any like, you know, those? Men that look like women or women that look like men? Oh, yeah, there was everything. And everyone's really into fashion there. All the women look the same, very head-to-toe. You know, there's plastic surgery centers, like, on every corner. In right, the, right. That's the shit I've seen out of there. It's true. It's, you, you know, I mean, like, these beautiful women that are actually men. And you're yeah, looking you, at them in the photos, and you're like, that's a man? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you freaking kidding me? We got that here in Wilton Manors. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah it's definitely yeah, true. I, yeah, I... So you, Every, so you saw that? Yeah. Everyone's definitely um, into facial work and fake butts and, yeah, really interesting. So, yeah, we flew there, and then they flow you straight uh, San Paolo. You get on a plane that takes you right to Manaus, and you get off. And then you get on a uh, on a bus, and you drive about an hour and fifth, almost two-hour bus ride into the Amazon. So you're like big-time Amazon in it. Dirt roads? Dirt roads, just trees and everything on the side nothing and then you stop you get on a you get on a little boat now we have all our luggage and everything too rolling luggage so you stop and you get um on another little boat and it takes you about another 45 minutes to another boat then you get on that and you're about 30 minutes to the lodge which is deep into the amazon so we're on two airplanes so far yep and three boats all together two yep Three boats, two airplanes. All right, so we're getting there. We're, yeah, and you're you're in the jungle, baby. It's 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 amazing. It's beautiful. So it's real. It was real enchanting, real exciting. Definitely poor. So poor, a lot of poverty. A lot of poverty. Huh. So we flew in really because it's dry season. Right. So in the dry season there, the water levels drop about twenty feet. It's amazing because you're actually when you're fishing on the boat. You could see where the water level that where it stains the trees. So you're actually fishing on areas for the big peacock bass and arowanas. We were targeting those too. You're fishing on where that water once was 20 feet. It's amazing. So what happens in the dry season? All the big peacocks, all the fish, even the they have pink um, river dolphins. They call them too with the big snouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing so pictures. when the water levels drop that's when the fishing's really good in the dry season so all those big fish come out of the there's a call the dark the negro river mm-hmm. and then there's what they call the bit the mucky water river which is kind of like the white where the white meets the black it's unbelievable it's literally like a line of the black water and then the, the white water so all those fish that are in those big areas come and they swim. Now the water levels are dropping, so they go into these little pockets into where we were. And they swim. They're almost like little finger canals, but it's full Amazon, like nothing's around. There's toucan birds flying around, sloths. It's like you're in the rainforest. And all those fish come in there, and that's where you're targeting. So it's, you know, it's supposed to be in that area. Like the top water was supposed to be like... We, like, bought all these heavy, like, you know, turbo toppers, top water lures and everything. And it ended up, you know, um, the water levels were still a little high. Mm-hmm. And the water was still a little cold from the rain. So we had to work hard for the fish. But using those top water lures? We tried. They weren't working because the fish happening. were deep. And what they do is they hide because the river dolphins come in and they eat them. 
So I didn't visibly see a fish pretty much the whole seven days I fished because the water's dark and they were deep. So we had to use jigs. I used jigs. I was catching like huge fish on jigs. What do you mean jigs? Like little jigs. I'll give a shout out to like pa- the Pow Jigs. There's like, a guy who we bought jigs from called Pow Pow's Jigs. So just like a little two and a half inch like yes. Pompano jig type thing? Yep. Excellent. And some swim baits too. I grew up on Pompano jig. I'm telling you, and it was hard fishing. And I got a little intimidated because I was like, oh my God. It was deep and I couldn't see the fish. And he invited us, and he, you know, gets people to come from here to go to the lodge. So, so that's you kind how, of tagged onto his party? Yeah, I found out. And he's got a page. A lot of people might know him. So it's, it's Amazon Trip USA is his page. His name's Renan. And we kind of went with him. So we, we, pay, we had a year to pay for the trip. So we booked it, put down a down payment, and then paid it off for a year. Gotcha. So it runs about 3000 per person. That's just for the lodge. So you get the you get the lodge, which is really nice. It's it's got air conditioning, hot water, really cool, right in the middle of the jungle. There's yeah, I was, a pool. I was wondering like how you guys were. Yeah, it was totally comfortable there. The nice. food was amazing. There's a chef there. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, all hand cooked food. So you get the boat, you get the guide. Um, and then you get that you get the you get that but then you have to buy your own airline tickets which adds up as well you got to get them earlier they'll be expensive right and of course all your gear right. you know nothing nothing good's cheap now did you, you use their gear or you brought your gear we brought our own okay we brought we definitely brought our and own what were you using for most actually part? our our fishing gear got lost <laughs> Really? We didn't get it for two days, so we fished. We borrowed fishing rods from people that were there. And, of course, in Brazil, everyone used spinner rod. I mean, everyone's a bait caster, and I don't use a bait caster. So thank God this other guy that we went with, um, our friend Justin, who we met here on Instagram, and we all became friends. He went, too, and he had, like, a few extras. So we I fished for two days without my rods. Ooh. That's a little disappointing. No, it's not, because I landed some nice fish on the first day. So. so that made up for it. Yeah, I can fish any rod, really. Tell them, girl. The, um, <laughs> the, the crazy consecutive Canadian on his 18th trip to Cuba just a few months ago, they lost his rods. Yeah. And he spent the whole time in Cuba without his rods, and then that was like 10 days. And then the day he wow. left, they showed up. Oh, my God. But he made do, and he, he got them. He's a real guy. Well, thank God we had an amazing host at the lodge named George. He was like our knight in shining armor. He went and drove back to the city and got our rods and surprised us, so we were real excited about that. Okay. We're like, yay! Now, you were telling me when we were on the phone that uh, being the only only girl was a little oh, tough? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was the only chick. Right, the only fisher woman. <laughs> With like 65 machissimo Brazilian men and James and my, uh, there was like four Americans, so <laughs> it was quite, I mean, men don't intimidate me, trust me, I was happy with that, but it was, yeah, it was all, it was like, they're like, who's this, uh, who's this blonde chick, think she's gonna, 
So they were talking about me because my guide. We they eventually were talking in Portuguese about you or whatever. Well, we actually what are they got. <laughs> yes, it's Portuguese, Portuguese and it's right? nothing like Spanish. I was like, "Hola, cómo está?" Is nothing. They're like, "What?" It's not even near the Spanish language. It's a whole nother Portuguese. vibe. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up getting an app so we can communicate with our fishing guy because the first day he was like, "Ah," we were screaming. We're like, "No, comprende?" He's like, "No." Nah. And then finally we we got the app, and then he was our best friend. He wouldn't shut up. I go, oh my God, would you shut up now? Turn the app off. <laughs> I was laughing, but he became our best friend. Nice. So that was pretty cool. But, yeah, he says, oh, yeah, you know, um, they're all talking about you at the lodge. Like, oh, she's going to break, you know. She's not going to last. Oh, they and didn't think you could do it. They were like, oh, because I was the first American girl to fish there ever. Wow. At the lodge. And there's a Brazilian girl that comes every so often, they said. You know, and she fishes pretty good. There, But my guide said, oh, she doesn't fish like you, though. You do everything. You didn't even need my help. I go, yeah, I didn't need your help. but So you were impressing the, the males. Yes. So then the first day back, you know, everyone, of course, when you go to dinner, you walk in and it's all these men. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. I'm walking down the Hall of Fame. So... <laughs> I show up at the dinner and they're like, oh, my guide comes, show them your picture, show them. So then everyone saw my pictures like, oh, shit, she's, you know, then, then I got respected. Then so you're in. I was in. Nice. I was in with the boys. I expect nothing less from the Meaning? world famous reggae girl. Are you kidding me? I was like, you mofos, who do they think they're? And then that made me want to like really like show, not show them, but just not break, you know, because it was a lot up every morning at 430 getting up you know and they like to party there at night too so so they were going hard at night lots of lots of stuff going on at the lodge it's a man's world okay okay i, I think a lot of those foreign country fishing excursions are have that man's world element to them very it's a very much macho sport there they come dressed to the you know matching shirts they got all their like team shit team shit they bet money Oh yeah, and here's the five Americans with mixed match clothes and like, and then you me then, with my hot pink shirt on. They're like, who's who the hell are these people? Well, then and then you put a few lunkers in their face, and we you were family. We were lunkering it up, but we didn't get added to the money pit because half of them didn't catch it. We you know we kind of outfished them. Really? Yeah, we did. So that was pretty cool. We wanted to get in. We would have won some money, but they didn't invite us to the betting at the end. They had, like, trophies and stuff. We're like, damn, what happened to us? Right? You're like, I, I, I was competing. <laughs> and they were eliminating you from the competition. It was pretty cool, though. I mean, the food. I mean, they just, they partied. They made, they made a drink that's kind of like every night. It's a famous drink there. I can't remember the name, but it's like a mojito. Right. And they party. Oh, yeah, there's lots of partying. And there's... You know, there's these cleaning girls, and they do a little more than cleaning, so. They take care of other things, <laughs> services, working. You know, when you get a knock on your door and they got some incense for your room for the bug, you kind of, the bugs, you're like, I'm like, what the heck is going on in this place? I had to be nice because they were washing my underwear and stuff. I'm like, oh, they're washing my clothes. I got to be nice. And how is James taking all this? James is, James is the dude, man. <laughs> He's just rolling with it. Yep, thank God he's not a jealous guy, because, you know, they were running up, Christina, Christina's here! And I'm like, oh, James. 
James is probably digging it. James loved it. He's, yeah, he's he's we, a, he's a, re, he's he's the right a real guy. dude. He's the right guy for that kind of stuff. He's, I wanted him to come, but he's actually uh, snakehead fishing on his on his uh, paddleboard. I was going to tell you uh, if you wanted to bring James, it was great. But I'm kind of glad you brought her. Yes, my daughter here. It's good to see her. <laughs> uh, a longer con attendee. Yeah. Right. Right. A you long, went, you went to you one to or two. You did once. You were little. You were pretty young. Yeah. And did it. Yeah. That's my bestie. That's my best friend. Are you fishing with your mom much? No, I haven't gone in a while. So not really. Are you working down at Shuck and Dive? She just finished culinary college. Straight, straight working full time, school full time. She just graduated cooking college. So. Man, how old are you now? Twenty two. All right. All right. Good job. That's what. 22s. That's the time to start. You getting, go to Chuck and Dive, line. right? She makes time. more money than me almost. Last time I saw you and James was Chuck and Dive. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I got the big hug in front of everybody. Everybody's like, oh, check out Captain Jeff and the reggae girl. <laughs> They're everybody. like, oh, Kristen knows everybody. Well, I do. I lived here my whole life. And yeah. I have a big mouth, so, you know, I talk to everyone. Right. They know me in Brazil now, too. <laughs> And and you were debating whether or not you were world famous or not. Not a doubt in my mind. So what was the what was it? I mean, besides catching the nice fish and feeling accepted among the macho men and everything, what was the highlight for you? The highlight there was it was just it was very the word I'm going to say is very enchanting. It was just peaceful. The people were just amazing, friendly. The food, everything, the whole atmosphere. And these people live in poverty. I mean, the Manaus and the Amazon is pure poverty. Mm. I mean, these people live in these houses and they leave during the season because the water levels go up. So everyone lives in these stilt, these houses on hills and everyone has a boat. Everyone has a little John boat or something to get around. They bring food in. Everything's by boat. There's no roads. So during the trip, were you able to like mix and mingle with the villages and that kind of thing? Yeah, or we you... mixed and mingled. So on the tour, you know, um, so my friend Renan, who we went with, he's, he speaks Brazilian too. So there's a tour where they take you to meet the Indians. Um, and it's like a welcoming ceremony. It's, it's this floating dock in the middle of the, the river. And you pull up there and there's a whole buffet of food. And the Indians come out and they do like a welcoming ceremony. If you look on my page, I made a video of it and it's pretty cool because i took all the pictures myself and on the reggae girl instagram page? yeah okay. it's it's a video with the indians and i dubbed in some cool music with it but it was just yeah if you guys want to see the lunker she was catching out in the amazon go to reggae girl on uh, instagram and she's got the pictures and videos up there yeah i got a few of the fish and the the video the reel i made of the indians is really it was really cool i thought that was like a really really enchanting thing to see because these people have been there um these indians came from like 600 miles up the river like third like probably three decades ago mm -hmm. and it's a small amount of tribe like 150 of them so the chief you'll see the picture of him he's still there he's real old and then they kind of gave up their you know heritage and their culture to come down the river to make money so they use all the scales from the fish, from the arowanas, and they make, you know, arts and crafts. You can buy, like, you know, feathered headpieces. It's amazing. And then they do this show, this show, and they paint you, 
there's this flower. I forget the name of the seed, but they crush it, and it's got this red paint. So you'll see oh, me I'm painted on there. I've seen that on, like, National Geographic or something. Yeah, they totally paint your face, and it's like a welcoming ceremony. They do a show. You can hold snakes. I was holding a sloth. They have sloths. Um, they're not too friendly of people because, you know, they're, you know, they're wearing grass skirts and no tops. It's like a real deal. And when you're fishing down the river, too, you could see them... The Indians fish. They're on like a john boat with their headpiece. It's like, whoa. Are they using fishing rods or are they using spears? Both. Oh, yeah? So they got fishing rod technology. And some of them are Indians? guides. And some of the other lodges, there's guides that are the full in the full Indian gear. Really? With just a skirt, no shoes. I mean, these, yeah. I've never, I, I went to, um, I went to Venezuela back in the 80s with my old man. And I saw some Indians and stuff. And we went out in the jungle and that kind of thing. But I was a kid. I don't really fucking remember. And then, <laughs> and then, um, but I've heard a lot of stories about people going over to the Amazon and catching the bass. But you're the only ones told me about the people like that. The people were just amazing. Um, so the men are very dominant, and the women, you know, of course they want your money. So you tip them, and then you could hold their sloth. They have snakes. They have. It, it, we ate some some smoked bugs and stuff, you know. Like you can eat the bugs. It's like real. It's really cool part of their culture that Are the they bugs invite. Good? They tasted like just a, like a smoked piece of nothing. Yeah, they were gross. I did gross? it anyway. You wanted to fit in. <laughs> I wanted, you know, you know. I'm like, I'll eat the bug. <laughs> Get, give it a shot, see what it's like. They were like stuck in my teeth. <laughs> oh, that nasty. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's nasty. <laughs> Oh, my God. But that was really cool. So um, I did write down. So they are, the Indians are from the Tupa Reserve, T-U-P-A Reserve. Okay. And they're from the Dasana tribe. You wrote all this stuff down? I did because they were, I was intrigued with them. And I thought that that was like the coolest thing ever. And they, you know, they gave up their culture to, to be in a, into tourism to make more money. I just wanted you to know how much I appreciate you writing down some notes like that in order to make the podcast that I much did. better and more interesting. I'm a note In case kinda. I didn't love you enough before. <laughs> I did. I'm like, I got to hook you up, bro. Dude, I, I mean, I got my notes, but they're like one word. Yeah, so that was it. That was cool. I thought that was really, really interesting, and I enjoyed that the best. What's the name of that other fish you guys were fishing for? Arowana. That's the one that looks like half tarpon? Yes, those are so neat. Did you so guys get neat. one? I got like four of them. Yeah? How big? And actually, they they were prob... They don't weigh everything. Everything's centimeters mm-hmm. there. Um, I'm going to probably say, I don't know, like nine pounds, eight pounds. Some of them All are right. big. And their mouths are real sharp. You can't... Everything, you got to use a BOGO grip on everything. Because it could just cut your and hands all, all up. And everything in the Amazon's protected. You cannot use any um, bad hooks like with the... You have to change your hooks on some of the fishing lures. Well, okay. So, they, so they're doing the conservation thing. They're, they're very pretty good. protected. Like, they don't let you hold them too long. They're like, okay, put it back. So that was very impressive, too. They protect all their fish there. So I wouldn't have thought that. And the arowanas, let me tell you, I actually... We brought some snakehead chatterbaits. We use chatterbaits. Right. Um, we bought those just for shits and giggles, and I ended up, um, ha- had like three rods because I went on another boat without James to fish with Renan one day, and I'm like, God, he hooked me up with a, I have a chatterbait. I'm like casting it, casting it, and I caught um, like three arowana on that thing. It jumped up. 
And they, I did post a picture on my page. Their scales are exactly like tarpon, right? Yep, the scales oh. are like tarpon, yeah. and they eat them. They eat those there. Oh, yeah, they're good eating. They're good eat. I ate it. I didn't, you know, I they cook it weird, you know. They do everything, like, saucy, and I didn't enjoy it. It was very chewy fish, but, yeah, they make all of their, um, you know, little gifts and purses and mass. See, I knew the Brazilians um, had a really good time. Because you remember the old bar, right? That in front of Shooters, my old bar. Oh yeah. And back of that, I used to work at Bootleggers. <laughs> those were Don't the, tell anyone. Th- those were the best days ever. But I anyway, know. my bar behind my bar was a little Brazilian restaurant, and at the time, Brazil was um, competing for the World Cup in soccer. Oh. So the guy Ronaldo who who had the thing that I became friendly with, he would cook the whole pigs in his restaurant so I could give them away during the football games. Oh, nice. But then he hit me up during the soccer games because all these Brazilians would show up. And this is, you know, in the 90s. Like, it's not like now where you go to Deerfield and you see all these Brazilians. Like, no one even knew the Brazilians were in South Florida. Oh, yeah, there's a whole city of them here. Well, back then... They all came to this guy's bar, which was right behind mine. And then during the soccer games, they'd take my bar over also. And then we would cook pigs with them. And we got real friendly. And we started partying. And then, you know, in those days, partying was what we did. And let's just say that I got real friendly with the Brazilians. And the Brazilians are really great people, too. Very happy, friendly. We had some roasted pigs where we were at. The food was amazing at the lodge. It was they 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 doing whole pigs? Whole pigs, they, they love catch, doing whole yeah. pigs. The guy got so excited when he saw the whole pig. Do you mind? I don't even remember these guys, but do you remember the guys from the Maikai? Uh, it was we, it was Hawaiian Joe, even though he wasn't Hawaiian. Oh yeah, I remember, you remember him. Hawaiian Joe. So me and Hawaiian Joe go out to Davy, and this is before these big supermarkets were around. So we had to buy the pig live. Oh God. Yeah, so you buy the pig live, then you slaughter the poor thing. Then you put them in boiling water, all the hair falls off. Then we'd bring them over to the Brazilian's place. We'd string them out on this, like, I don't know, it was like a, uh, it was like chicken wire. Oh, yeah, but they little, put it on They put yeah, it on they, chicken wire. Yeah, and then they strap it up like that, and then we'd stick it in the guy's big oven, and then we'd bring the whole pig into the bar and put it on the table. And everybody would look at the whole pig, and they would try to get, like, brave enough to eat it. Uh, you know, because when it's whole, it's fairly intimidating. I think it's like yeah. 50 pounds, and these guys looking at you, the apples in his mouth and shit. And they're trying to get up enough nerve to eat it. Uh, but then, as soon as one person takes it, and then they taste it, then the next person, next thing you know, the whole bar's like got full plates of oh, yeah. pig. I was easy on what I ate there because, you know, the next day you're fishing on the boat all day, and there's really, you know, if you got to... You got to go number two out there. You're you're stuck out in the middle of the Amazon. I'm like, I'm not eating all that all so, that food. So you're pre-planning. I was pre-planning, bro. Even with the coffee, I'm like, no coffee for me today. <laughs> Smart. I brought I brought my wipes. I had my baby wipes because nobody thought of that. And you know, we were with. The, I had my little. My a, lot, little sh- a lot of detail. It's detail, but that's what that's I appreciate. What you're it. Here. I think the audience is going to love the I detail. I had my shit bag, you know, the wipes. I had the. Because, you know, you're thinking it's like you're on a John boat all day. You've got to be prepared. And it's hot as hell. So I one day I drank like 10 waters. <clears throat> I think I sweat them all out. But yeah, if you got to go, you're pulling up in the middle of the jungle. There's no like, oh, let's pull it, you know. What was the bug situation like when you were fishing? No mosquitoes. Oh, nice. 
no gnats, no mosquitoes, but there was something that crawled up in our, our pants a few times when we came back. They're still itching till today. I don't know. They had these little beetles. I know. They had these beetles that kind of like a horse fly. They fly on you and, the, and huge bees, big, huge bees. would. They were attracted to me. I guess I stopped putting lotion on, but. Did anybody get stung? No, no one got stung. All right, so not too bad. No not mosquitoes. Not too bad with the bugs. Nope, not at all. See, I figured you guys would be out there just, you know, kind of like Chuckalusky or whatever. Oh, no. Having to deal with, like, crazy bug stuff. Zero bug. That's awesome. Zero buggage. That's really good. What about monkeys? There were monkeys. I didn't see too many. There were monkeys, sloths, um, toucan birds. More can... sloths than monkeys? Um. The other guys saw more monkeys than we did. I only saw monkeys twice, but you can hear them. You're in the middle of the Amazon. It's just so beautiful. You can hear the birds, the, the toucans. They sit really high up. The big ones like the Fruity Pebble toucan birds. All right. And um, a lot of wild birds and those big, huge blue butterflies. Oh, yeah? So it's not just a National Geographic picture? Those things are real and it's real. they're around? It's real and it sounds like the jungle. Yeah, beautiful. Yep. We caught a few little, we caught some gators too on a, we, on a frog, a hollow frog. We're like, let's jam through the frog out and bam. And then you caught gators? Like three of them. How'd you get them off the hook and all that? Yeah, well, we just pulled them up and our, you know, our guide was like, the guy had hands like the Incredible Hulk because he lives in the jungle. Right, Mateos, so, he was, so he's Mateus like. So Mateos took care of that shit. Yeah, Mateos was the bomb. He yeah. was like my future husband when I go back. He's a big son bitch? He's like 24 years old, and the kid can work. I mean, everything. Oh, my God. This guy did everything. Barefoot. But I mean, he's big know, like a football he's player? He's big. He's like a big kid. All right, so it wasn't like one of those little tiny Indian no. pygmy-looking dudes. And then they have this special thing because there's so many trees. And, you know, of course, because, you know, the water levers drop. You're fishing on top of trees. And it's heavy fishing in between. It's You have to be precise. Um, and then you're hooking your lures in the trees pretty much all the time. So they have this thing that they do there. They use their hands. They grab the, they say, give me the line. So you give them the line. They wrap it around and then they pop it and they pop it and they get it out every time. We tried to do it ourselves. We couldn't, but. So there's a technique to it. It's a total Amazon technique. All the guides do it. That's kind of cool. You know, my technique here is with my clients when we're fishing around the docks. Yeah. I don't want them cast. <laughs> Yeah. They get so pissed off. And I'm like, dude, I got to be here like, you know, all week. If you get your plug stuck in this guy's hot tub or something, I, I got to see him tomorrow. That would be me. Right. So I, no casting on my boat. I actually did really good. James was James was clipping some trees there one day. I go, oh, I'm doing pretty good. Oh, yeah? You're yeah. showing James up on the casting? A little bit there. I mean, we were casting in the same spots every time, so that was pretty cool. But, yeah. It Practice was, makes perfect. I should have took a video of that technique and brought it back here uh, the guy might have been pissed it was it was it was in it was cool i gotta say might have been like dude to this day i've never really shown anybody how to throw the cast net ninja style <laughs> yeah you should show me yeah you know the story behind that right no all right so i'm a kid like really young call it seventh grade and i'm over on the west end in the bahamas and we're staying there for a few nights and I'm running around the marina with my cast net trying to get bait and shit. And this old Bahamian dude is watching me. So, like, the third day I was there, he kissed to me. He says, do you want me to show you how to throw that net? You're like, yeah. 
And I said, yeah. I said, yeah. Except he brought his net out, which was like a 10-footer. And he starts folding it, and then he puts it in one hand, and then he chunks it, and he shows me how to do it. And I go to do that with my net. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he gave me his net. And I did exactly what he told me, and then I threw it, and I think pancaked. And I was oh, just wow. like, oh, my God. You're like, la, la. Right. And then he said, he says, but do me a favor, never show anybody else how to do that. And to this day. You don't? I, I told him I wouldn't. What am I going to do? You kept the Bahamian secret. Well, you know, it's real guys do. You got it. You know, you're a man of your word. It's only, right? <laughs> That's it's all right. you got, really. When everything's said and done, it's all you got. So anyway. That's good. So I never really I showed him. So, like, what if you took that guy's technique and showed people here and then it caught on? Yeah. And then it'd be like, he'd I'm be pissed. You, it's, he'd be it's like, amazing. oh, that American stole my shit. It would be good for, you know, guides and people who are taking, you know, the tourists out fishing because they got to be sticking. Well, there must be using live bait. You wouldn't take someone out on a using artificial, right? Me, personally? Some of the freshwater guys, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, the freshwater guys. And those, the the losers on the West Coast that are throwing friggin' jigs into the friggin' mangroves all day. Oh, boy. Those guys. Just, well, I, just I, in case we didn't offend everybody, I, make sure I get that digger in. He did it, not me. The West Coasters are great. They are. I mean, years ago, we were making fun of their snook and everything. I was calling them half lady fish. They didn't get mad. They were just like, you didn't get me back. It was good. It was a nice love-hate relationship. Well, that's good. But those are the dudes that could creep up on homeboys. Yeah. Technique. It's a good technique. I tried it. I couldn't do it. James tried it. We're like, damn it. And they would do it in like two seconds. So if you did the trip again, what would you do different? Anything? We learned a lot on the trip. We would be pros if we went again. Just everything from the travel's rough. Right. The traveling's rough. You got to have the right, you know, pack light. The fishing poles, we'd probably get some breakdown ones, some traveling ones next time so that we could carry them on with us. We we put all of our fishing reels on carry-ons, mm -hmm. which was a smart thing. So James's carry-on had like seven expensive reels in it. That was smart. He And then my carry-on, like, oh, it's free. And I had... I just had clothes and stuff in it. So that was the mistake, too, because actually when we flew, we had a layover in Atlanta the first time when we flew. So we flew from Fort Lauderdale, Atlanta, and we got off there. We were getting on, running to get, we weren't late. Our plane was late, so we went to get to the plane to go to San Paulo. Mm -hmm. And we get there, it's like dark at the gate. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, what the hell? And I had put my carry-on through the thing because I was like, I'm not going to need it well. The plane left without us, so we had to stay in Atlanta. And your bag was off. And I didn't have any clothes, nothing. <laughs> James is like, oh, you can wear mine. I'm like, yeah, those little 32-inch boxers, they ain't going to fit my fat ass. <laughs> I'm like, no way. Is this is shit out of luck. So we had to... The <laughs> They were so rude at the airport. I go, I'm calling Delta and telling on you guys. <laughs> so I was on the the phone fighting with the girl who was at the help desk, which didn't help me at all. But anyway, long story short, we got food vouchers. We got a really nice hotel. But we so they, tried got, to, they tried to make it up to you. They did. And then I, we had to go to Walmart. We had to take a Uber to Walmart and I had to buy like underwear, shirts. Walmart in Brazil? Yeah, not, it was in Atlanta where oh. they made us stay. Like, oh, your flight doesn't leave till 6 tomorrow. We're like, are you freaking kidding us? So I got more food vouchers. and, But that was that sucked. 
But other than that, and then our rods, when we got to San Paulo and we got to Manaus, then we found out we went to get our stuff and our rods weren't there. So that was a double. Right, so you would have did a little adjustments. I would have did adjustments with, with the that. travel and yeah. the packaging and luggage. Definitely, uh, yeah. Clothes. We did good with the clothes. Everything's, it's hot there. It's, you know, cover up. It's intense heat. Yeah. Now, to trip like you'd like to do again soon or oh yeah take we're, your time? yeah we're gonna go you're ready to go yeah, back i'm going back so if anyone wants to come let's <laughs> pitch it if anyone wants to come what contact yeah hit, you? hit me up contact me slide my dms if you want you know i can get a hookup especially with renan who who's here who runs who knows everyone at the lodge he goes all the time i can you know you can start paying now for next year, next season. Give them a couple hundred a month or whatever it is. Yeah, you can pay it up. Nice. Yeah, that's what we did. You can pay it all at once. You know, there is a down payment. Um, it's like 3000 per person, but it's really worth every penny. It's, yeah. You know, I first did the payment program, the layaway. That was at the old Oakland Park flea market when we used to buy our gold chains and oh my name God. plates yeah. and shit when we were kids. Yeah. We were trying to get enough money to, you know, those things were like a couple hundred bucks back then. Yeah, right. So, you know, you'd give them 50 bucks one week, you know, come work, back work another a- week, give them a 20. It's like, dude, about five more weeks, I made my new name plate. You know, we were all getting ready for that shit. But that's the good, that's the plus with this lodge, this particular lodge. There, we were looking at Columbia because we met a couple people on the plane that owned a lodge, and a guy that owns a lodge in Columbia. We were showing him all our pictures on the flight back, and he's like, oh, call me, call me. Okay. So we were looking at that too, but we'll definitely go back. Yeah, we learned a lot. We learned a lot. Definitely. Sharpen your skills up and go back. Oh, I would go back in two seconds. Excellent. Excellent. Worth it. Worth every penny. Oh. I really appreciate you coming in and sharing the Amazon experience with the Real Guy Network. The Amazone. Yeah. And it's so cool that you went over there and put lonkers in their faces and then oh they wanted God. to be your friend. That's well, like, actually, to me, that's more, the best part. Actually, on the last day of fishing, because all the boats, all the people we would meet up and, and the, they had this surprise for us. They're like, oh, we're taking because you eat on the boat. Like they bring you this these tupperware containers of like food beans and rice and meat and salad it's like a whole thing and you sit down and eat like oh we have a surprise we have a surprise so we're like oh all right so we go we pull up all of us pull up on the boats and there's like a party going on in the middle of the jungle they got music and food barbecues i'm like and the and the big fishing uh one of the big guys in brazil was there Um, like a fishing celebrity big youtube celebrity guy was there and there was a, a couple other ones there. So were they jacking this guy or not really? Yeah, they were like, ta- you know, he was like at the lodge. He came like later. But people were like, yeah, like, he's like oh, man, famous. That's the guy yeah, that he, like, I get, didn't know. I'm like, hey, all what's that? Up? you know, I don't pay attention yeah, to that. Because I'm, like, I'm the only chick. I'm like, oh my god, here we go again. So we pull up and it's party and our our host Georgie was like this Georgie we call him. He was real like real good looking guy real great host he did everything they like had all this meat and we're like where did all this shit come from oh my god they brought this whole thing out so they're like we have surprise for you for me and i'm like oh god what could it be they're like come come we have surprise for you and i'm like what's the fucking surprise (laughs) so all of a sudden they like come to the back so i walked to the back and they had a hammock set up for me like a queen hammock overlooking the water they're like this is for you. 
you know like a gift you you made it out here and you were the only lady and you did so good and the, you are the queen they were telling me because they, they were, gave you a brazilian throne and every yeah and everyone nice. was sitting their asses in the dirt and i was in drinking my mojito and the thing <laughs> with my ribs and chicken oh, that's good shit. so that was really cool i'm like oh i was so impressed and then they're like american girl come so i got pictures i'll post them soon with all the boys out in the woods so that was pretty cool. They're Dude. like, oh, the Met. And they all followed me on Instagram. That's excellent. All my Brazilian boyfriends. Your new peeps. <laughs> my new people. That, Great people. And I told you your mom was world famous. No. World famous. <laughs> reggae girl part two. She's I'll my. I'll be out in public and people are like, is your mom reggae girl? I'm like, who are you? I don't even know you. <laughs> tell, them about, tell them about the, what's the Waffle House? Oh, I was at Waffle House. Here, get close to her so they get it on the mic. <laughs> I was at Waffle House at like four in the morning one day. And I'm like waiting in line. I don't, don't ask me why I was at Waffle House. We well, know. It's okay. And <laughs> so he's like, I'm like about to leave. And at Ace, they're like, oh, Skylar, your order's ready. And he's like, wait, what's your name? I'm like, Skylar. He's like. Wait, is your mom reggae girl? I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, who are, who the hell are you? I'm like, what do you, how do you know my mom? He's like, you're the, I follow her, and you're the only person I've ever seen with the name Skylar. So, like, so just, you're able just, to put like, it together. A connection. I was like, oh my god. I'm what like, yo, go op. <laughs> I told you, world famous girl. Yeah, at, at Walmart. Walmart. Walmart, Waffle I mean, Houses, Waffle House. all across the country. You know how many Waffle Houses are out there? So if you got a fan at every Waffle House, I'd that's... be getting some free waffles <laughs> and some cheese and eggs. Was well, there any, anything else? You know, you, you're just going to leave the whole throne thing out if I didn't say. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was my hammock. I was proud of it. And everyone was sitting in the dirt. We're sitting in the dirt. They're like, damn, you got a hammock. So, yeah, it was cool. I felt, you know, I was happy. I'm like, they honored me because they're like, no woman's ever come here and fished with the guys. You know, I'm one of the guys. I've always been one of the guys. But it was that was pretty cool. So they were happy to find out that when everything was said and done, that this American chick yeah. is a real guy. Yeah, they figured out she's not some little, you know, dainty little flower. <laughs> she's putting monkeys in her face. <laughs> And she cleans up pretty good for dinner, too. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's the other thing. I mean, being the only woman there, I mean, yeah, it's nice to know that they were all attracted so to So I guess they said that they never see Americans. And even the little kids and the women with their children around, they were all like, like coming up to me and like, wow. It was different for them to see the and female. And we did swim. I forgot. We swam with those pink dolphins. Did you, you swam with them? They were huge. They were, un, well, you go in, it's like a, you pay money and you go in and they come. But there was a big party boat that had pulled up and they were real loud. So they weren't coming up and jumping, but we were feeding them live fish and they were right under us. They Touching were, you and stuff? Oh my God. They were, yeah. I was like, oh my God, there's one under me. Right. And they had those big feel. long snouts with the. Right. They're funky looking. And they're pink. Yeah. So that was cool. We did that too. It is cool. Definitely. So if anyone's interested and they want to, you know, come, it's a good deal. You can make payments for a year if you can't, you know. Well, layaway. Layaway plan. That You can't beat that. Well, it's smart. It's smart. Because especially with fishing dummies. I mean, most of us fishing guys, you know, we, as soon as we get a few hundred bucks, we're going out of the Keys or doing something yeah, with Yeah, right. So... And buy your t airline tickets early. That's one thing we learned. We waited a little too long. Buy those early. 
um, you know. Get them cheaper if you buy them early? You can get them cheaper if you buy them early. Yeah. So we'll probably go a week earlier than when we went because of the water levels. But, you know, nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially the last couple of years. But anyway. Anyway. Really glad you came in. It's great. For great to me. see you again. Thanks. And we're going tarpon fishing. Yes. I'm playing hooky. The last time we tried to go tarpon fishing, you caught a snook. <laughs> yeah. And I lost those big tarpon. I jumped like three of them, remember? I was like, no. I only remember the snook. But but that snook was beautiful. You told me at the time that was your biggest snook. That was my biggest snook, yeah. I love it when I take people Because that was over get... a 40. I mean, I caught a 40-inch. I'm in the 40-inch club, but that one was bigger, I think, than 40-inch. Was it? Uh, yeah, I'd have to think. I think so. I caught another big one in up north that broke my shoulder. But other than that, yeah. Did, did, you, ever, did you ever hear the story about the 40-inch club? No. Oh, was, God, did I, was, I say something? <laughs> well, it's just funny because the Mad Snook are over on the West Coast, who was on this podcast before. He's the one that made up the 40-inch club. Oh. And, so he's famous. Well, the Snookers, I mean, he is the Mad Snooker, kind of like you are the world-famous reggae girl. Like, he's in a level. He's like, you know, top cool. of the top. So anyway, the Mad Snooker, and if you guys ever want to catch a bunch of Snooks over in the Sarasota area, that's the guy to go with. Nice. Like, he, I mean, I'm... I mean, like, crushes a snook. He made up the 40-inch snook club because in the old days, they would only fish for the big snooks, and if you got one over 40 inches, then he would give his client, like from Minnesota or whatever, a little badge and sticker, and he oh, was in the 40-inch club. Nice. Right. And then over the years, as snook got smaller and harder to catch, it became... The underslot club? No. No, like, the prestigious <laughs> thing is, like, catch a 40-incher. Oh, the ironic thing about that is when the Mad Snooker made that up, catching a 40-incher, any friggin' tourist could do it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and now catching a 40-incher is, you know, the thing that everybody strives for. So the whole history of the 40-inch club. Oh, see, you learn something new every day. Well, and, that, and that's the thing that's, like, bugging me about the podcast now. Because when you were on the podcast in June 4th, 2019. You took notes. <laughs> yeah, but we had, like, 400 listeners. Wow. How many you think you'll get on this? 10,000, maybe? Oh, damn. So, let's make numbers simple. Let's say it was 500 then and 10,000 now. Well, 9,500 people never heard your old podcast. Wow. So, come on, people. Hit that like button and follow me. But the, but the thing is, is like maybe I, I got to figure out a way to take those old recordings, like the Snooker's recording and like your old recording, re-edit them and re-upload them. Oh, yeah, mine was good with the bikini girls. It was, it was hilarious. Because people would come up to me, oh, I know I know you, and they would see me on that video where we caught the fish, where you gave me the rod and everything. Right. The Fairbank rod. That's uh, <laughs> what happened. Fairbanks moved yeah, down your street. Yeah, he moved down my street, and I saw the truck with the sticker. I'm like, that's got to be him. Yeah, I still carry my lunker rod in my car. I use that for snakeheads. Do you know his old lady? No, I never met her. Oh, she's great. And they have a baby, right? Because I saw a baby. They got a couple kids. Oh, okay. Because I saw a truck, a baby seat in the truck. I'm like, that's got to be him. So I saw him yesterday and it was him. Oh, you get to know the wife. She's nice. She's oh, cool. like, yeah, she's always having a good time and stuff. You should. Oh, cool. You know, I told them we'll hang out. They literally live like right down the street. Well, if you want to break the ice, just bring over your peacock pictures from the Amazon and be like, <laughs> sit back in the cot. What, what do they give you? A cot? A, oh, a hammock. You can sit back in their hammock and then show off a little bit. <laughs> I then... know, right? 
Anyway, the world famous reggae girl, only here on the Real Guy Podcast. This is a podcast for real guys by real guys. Thank you so much for being in. All it was right. great to see you. You too. Thanks, man. Run that dog.